everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 149. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And for some reason, one of my audio settings is not working, which is kind of odd. Uh, I guess there's a couple of kinks I have to fix from when I had to reinstall Windows over the weekend. That was that was fun. That was a trip and a half right then and there. That sounded like fun. Uh, yeah, I was just more make. I was more concerned the fact that all the data and stuff is st- is secured. So you know. That was my more. That was more, more important than anything else. We are live tonight, week uh, January twentieth, two thousand fourteen. We are on the VOG Network Tuesdays at nine the Eastern PM. With replays Thursdays at one. Check it out. Interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients, if you have XChat, Merck, or Chatzilla. The chat room is IR, server is irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG. Or you can just head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. There is an IRC link. You click on it, whatever your chat client is, we'll bring you right into the chat. And that's it. So don't forget to come on over, check out the VOG site. Uh, definitely check out our forums because it's kind of lonely over there. And go ahead and start checking in. That's right. If you check into the podcast, I believe you get points, and these points go towards a raffle. Uh, this month's raffle, I believe, is a 90-day subscription to the online content of your choice, such as Hulu Plus, Netflix, or something along those lines. Hell, if you have a subscription to Crunchyroll and Neon Alley, that's even better, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still have that 30-day free trial sitting on my desk somewhere. Does that thing have an expiration date on it? Nope. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll find it. It's 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 here somewhere. So let's go ahead and um, get the ball rolling. So Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, let's see. Most of us done doing work. And, uh, yeah. Hold like on one second. Is- volume went down with that. How's that now? Better. Yeah, I'm just I'm just manually controlling it and waiting to adjust the volume until I figure out what the hell happened here. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, most of it was work. I'm getting ready for the pre-release of uh, one of the gods this coming weekend, the new uh, magic good. set. And uh, I saw Anchorman two this past weekend. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, it was funny. Well, I know it wasn't as funny as the first one, but you know, that's not saying much. No, I've also heard that it, it, it should have been one of those that should not have gotten a sequel because it was that bad per se, you know? Now the, that's not what I've been hearing. I mean, okay. the, the, uh, med, 
the reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes have been pretty positive. Oh, that's good. That's good. But other than that, yeah, I've, a lot of shit went down this weekend, and I'm just still mentally trying to sort through it all. I, th yeah, I think we all had, like, our issues this whole weekend. We're like, what the fuck just happened? Can I get a restart? Can I push the reset button? Can I turn this into a Groundhog's Day 2? You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how my uh, weekend day went. Okay. All right, Marco. How was your weekend? How was your day? Um, I worked. Yeah. I went into New York and finally did the holiday thing with my family. Mm-hmm. Which I walked away with some really cool shit. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, I got, um... My cousin, she watches what I post on Facebook, on my mm -hmm. private journal, and uh, I post a lot of t-shirts. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them is, uh, she got me uh, Harley Quinn. And it's just a bunch of different, like, diamonds, and it forms the shape of her face. Right. So she got me that, and another shirt that says, I'm my mom's favorite. Which is kind of funny, because I'm the only child. Alright, now, hold that thought for one second. Mm-hmm. Alright. There we go. Winamp was pulling music from the wrong out from the wrong output out. That's what happened. So, we're good. I was going to okay. ask what you were doing this time. Yes, <laughs> it was... See, Winamp was pulling the music from the mixer the main mixer that streams out instead of the little mix amp that with the con with the control knob that's what was going on that's fixed and we're good mm. yeah. good to know yes yes anyway yeah. the other gift that i got my uh my aunt my godmother um she got me a programmable harry potter wand that's a universal remote they make those oh god yes oh oh lord so that's what I spent today doing. I spent it uh, programming in. Um, you can do up to use up to twelve different buttons on whatever you want to. Mm -hmm. So I've got my TV to turn on and off, and the volume to up and down. Mm -hmm. My cable box to turn on and off, and the channel to go up and down. My TV source button, and then my Blu-ray um, power button. So I'm really excited that I can actually use a Harry Potter wand to work my TV. How is it controlled? With just the flicks of it? Yeah. Flicking it up, flicking it down, side to side, forward and backwards. Good. Now, to help, now have it make you a sandwich. <laughs> Considering I don't have anything else to make a sandwich with, except for bread... There's no way it's going to make me a sandwich anyway. A club sandwich. Hold the club. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, so how does the remote work? Married you... with children reference. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who wants a tangwich? <laughs> but, mom, but mom pitches the side when a tang doesn't come out. <laughs> All right. So, Marco, let me ask you. This remote mm -hmm. of yours. Do you swing it up and down and go... Asso, change your channel for it to work? <laughs> no, but if you come over, I might be able to hit you in the head with it and get Asso, change to work. 
<laughs> Why don't you step on a step stool and try that? Oh, please. One foot rule. Just step on a step stool to uh, beat you in the head. One arm rule. Remember that. I still don't need to step on a step stool. Because yes. I'll just use the step stool to beat you in the head. She's got a point. Yeah, but she swings like a girl. That means it's not going to hit me. I am a girl. Exactly. That's, That's my point. Exactly. You sw- you're going to swing and a miss. Just like every member of the New York Mets. <laughs> you were saving that one, weren't you? No, I just came up with it right then and there. And we all know the Mets are the laughing stock in the major league, so. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I got the Harry Potter wand. I really would have liked the Sonic Screwdriver, but I got a Harry Potter wand, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm you happy guys for you. <laughs> and I did my taxes. More money, more money, more money. Yep, and I'm getting back more than I thought, so I'm going to have a uh, nice little portion of that set aside for vacation next year and possibly a little trip for this year, too. But I'm going to get my 3DS finally. Well, good for you, because I ain't getting shit back, okay? I know when I file, you owe this amount. But given my normal salary and stuff like that, I, I'm not too pissed about it. So, you know, I ain't even worrying about it. <laughs> and we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, Nemesis47 says, congrats, Mako. Oh, thank you. And he also says, in regards to the Mets, I thought it was the Tigers. No, Mets are far worse. All right. As for my week and my day, well, with good news, there's always bad news. Well, good news after the fact of getting my promotion and raise, which goes into effect tomorrow. Bad hey. bad news is I lost my tablet at work. Oh. I left it in the in the in the restroom. I realized a half hour later that it was gone. But I'm not worried about it. I sent the command to wipe the tablet, so as soon as it goes on Wi-Fi, it gets wiped. And the thing is, I'm not really that upset by it, because I really didn't buy it. I had that Verizon gift card that I used, and I think I just paid out the taxes, which was like 20 bucks. I just have to uh, go in and cancel the warranty on it. Actually, well, yeah, I'll cancel the warranty. But right after, um, right after Katsukon, I am getting a new tablet. I decided to get the LG G Pad. It's the same, pretty much, it's the same build as the Note 8 that I want, but it has HD, it has HD screen, so it'll be look, it'll look pretty sweet when I'm watching anime to and from work, provided I don't fall asleep, and provided you don't lose it again. Oh, this time, uh. I'm going. See, the thing is, I always go into the into the restroom with it, you know, to play Candy Crush Saga, or whatever. But this time, I'm not even going to do that. I'll just go in with my 3DS, and then when I'm done, my 3DS goes right in the pocket. Instead of having to walk out, put my tablet on the counter, wash my hands, then grab the tablet and go. So, 
Yeah, Jeff B. I was going to get the Galaxy Tab. I, I I didn't. The tab is too expensive, and that and that's a uh, dual core processor. The Note has a quad core processor. That's why I went. I was going for the Note instead. Because if I'm going to get a new tablet, it's got to be the same specs as my current one. That's going to last me longer. And believe it or not, the LG G Pad is like fifty dollars cheaper. So, and at least I found a um a decent like, stylus to use on it, so I'll be ordering that soon, soon enough, so. I lost the one on my DS, so I had to buy new ones. Did you get them online? No, I just went over to a uh, Walmart while I was in there, just picked up a little pack of them. Oh, little, okay. six, little rainbow pack of the uh, telescopic ones. The, the tip is a little more round than I'm used to, but it still works fine. <laughs> And then we go to the chat room. Nemesis47 says, Say no to poopy tablet hands. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I wash th- twice before I pick up my tablet. So, yeah. <laughs> or you could just not bring it to the bathroom and just go and leave. That's what I'm going... That's what I'm doing from now on. And Jeff follows up with, Fries has packs on the cheap. Yeah, but on the East Coast... We don't have fries. We just have Best Buy, and depending on where you want... We have Best Buy, Staples, Office Max Depot, and depending on where you are, H.H. Gregg and Micro Center. H.H. Gregg is really expensive, though. Yeah. I I, I know there's one somewhere in Jersey. Yeah, in Deptford, really close to me. Because when they were closing all the Circuit Cities, I kept hearing they were going to buy the stores, but... Half of them went to friggin' Best Buy. And we all saw what happened with that. And hi, ActF. Yeah, the <sighs> Circuit City in me has been uh, boarded up ever since Circuit City went under. Yeah. I remember one time I was traveling out to, Jer- out to Philly, and I passed an old shopping center. I saw an old Caldors sign still standing. I miss Caldors. And Bradley's. I, I went Bradley's. to both of those as a kid. And you know what else is going bye-bye? Hmm. Lomans. Yeah, Lomans I'm not surprised about, though. I'm surprised because it was on freaking Undercover Boss. <laughs> I find hmm. that funny. Probably done to try and boost ratings. Yep. Try and boost uh, sales. sales and everything. Obviously, it didn't help. ActF says... The East Coast doesn't have fries. What do you eat with your burgers? Wah, wah, wah. I thought you were going to go, But that still worked nonetheless. And Nemesis 47 follows up with, I don't know what we got here in Colorado. Reminds me, I wonder how many people are going to the Quick Stop in Jersey for the Super Bowl or the Secret Stash. Well... The RST is shuttered, too. Yeah, uh, the quick stop is about the size of my apartment, so ain't nobody going there. And as Yeah, for, it's teeny tiny. Yes. And as for Secret Stash, there are TVs in, in, the, in the joint, so who knows? Yeah, but you're talking about a bunch of comic book geeks. I really don't think they're going to care about the Super Bowl. Depending on how... how depending on the commercials, maybe. Yeah. There are, some super, there are some comic book geeks that do care about the Super Bowl. Some, not all. Uh, but I not see what you're saying. True. I, I'm I get I get what you're saying though. 
And then Sunday, they're only open until 5. Well, there you go. So, ain't nobody going to be there for game anyway. Mm. Well, I think geeks would care if there was an NFL uh, tabletop game. I mean, ain't nobody caring about that shit. I mean, well, well, shit. There's a WWE Raw card game. I don't know if it's still going, but you know, nope. There ain't you... nobody caring about that shit either. <laughs> Are you saying ain't no one got time for that? Like, just ain't nobody got uh, ain't nobody caring about it. Mm. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and start the show off because we have a lot of stuff to cover, some very important news we want to cover, and then some. So, mm-hmm. there we go. Pointer is set. So, we'll be back after this.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VogNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sista and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. Okay, before we continue on, there are some stuff that we we have to talk about uh, uh, kind of sort of quickly. Um, usually during this break, we kind of we take this moment, you know, and I like to do, like, thoughts or whatever to, to kind of get things out, you know. Odd, odd, interesting stuff, but this time we're going to talk about something different, and Ari asked if he can take this moment to go ahead and talk about a few things. So, Ari, the floor is yours. Alright, so, I'm guessing a lot of you have heard by now, but, uh, I know, like, you, you two don't go, you two don't follow the, uh, internet reviewing, you know, mm-hmm. personalities as much as I do, but, yeah. uh, this is all over the, uh, Facebook feeds and the internet and whatnot. Uh, what was it, the 25th? Yeah, on January 25th, Justin Carmichael, the guy who calls himself Jew Wario, who, uh, contributes to the That Guy With The Glasses Network has a show called You Can Play This, where he talks about games imported from Japan that uh, we can't get over here. He uh, he took his own life. And uh, <clears throat> he was 42 when he died, which I, which he was he looked he looked really good for his age. I mean, I didn't think he was any older than me or you, but uh, how old was he? 42. Wow. I never would have guessed. But, uh, like I said, I had met him first at a Otakon a couple years back. I didn't recognize him because he was still in his, uh, jo- his JoJo cosplay. But, uh, yeah, his wife got on, like, reported over Facebook and said that he had locked himself in, the, in his bathroom with a gun, and that's how he decided to clock out. Hmm. And, uh, he was... And she was pleading with her, saying, like, like, Ella, everyone loves him and whatnot, and, uh, yeah, he still went through with it. I don't know just how, uh, what he was thinking when he did it, or, or a lot of people been saying uh, that he was, you know, had depression and whatnot, but he, he never came off there. He was always very happy and friendly to, mm-hmm. uh, hang out with, but it, it bothered me because... I don't know how long he's been depressed, if that's what uh, eventually drove him to kill himself. But I know I've, I've had a lot of uh, emotional issues like that, and uh made me think that for a brief second, God, like, I could do something like that stupid, and it's just... I guess I was affected a lot more than uh, I should have been. 
you know, does that sound uh, weird? No, it actually it doesn't sound weird at all. I mean, um, I'm in, I'm gonna write something and put on the website a little later so I can so I can actually you know compose my thoughts a little better. Yeah, that would be a great idea. I mean, they say you know you if you're depressed you have like the you act a particular way, but Sometimes we act particular ways when we're not depressed. It's just our emotions. Sometimes you can't really diagnose depression based on how somebody acts towards you because you don't you don't know. I mean, I was actually hmm. watching TV earlier. Yeah. And there was a, I think it was it was a stud. I was either an antidepressant commercial or a mm-hmm. some kind of study that they yeah. were talking about on the. I think talk Philly around noon or so, but uh, they said that mental health issues like that can go for over a decade before they're actually, you know, diagnosed. Yeah, yeah, because it's how we carry ourselves and how we do things. As you don't know, I mean, I actually had a fr- friend tell me you have no idea what it's like to be depressed because he kind. I guess he falls under like the stereotypical depression status where you know you're just a loner, unhappy, and this, this, and that, and I remember saying back, just because I don't have, I don't have those same feelings, you can't always assume that, you know, everybody deals with depression differently, but also, we all have, like, an outlet for it, so, I mean, Ari writes, I play video games, Mako cooks, you know, we all have our outlet to deal with it one way or another, but also, just remember, if you feel that way or whatever, pick up the phone and call somebody, talk to somebody, you know, because we all have friends that's gonna, that will look out for each other, look out for us, so when you feel that way, just pick up the phone or text or email, because no matter what time of the day or evening it is or what's going on, you're going to have that one person that's going to sit there and listen to you. So don't always think that nobody is there for you when you're dealing. Because somebody is. You just It takes a little time, but somebody's there. And believe you... Aside from uh, his wife's uh, Facebook update about him, I actually learned that... that uh, You Can Play This was actually subbed and uh, published on Nico Nico Duga. That's pretty cool. They call hi- they called him Uncle Wario because wow. he wore the uh, the Wario cap. Mm. And as um, Act Deft uh, said in the uh, chat, um, uh, see wh- wh- where is it? Uh, yeah, his death seriously affected a lot of people. Um, oh yeah, a lot of yeah. his uh, <clears throat> former co-workers on uh, that guy with the glasses are were really distraught about it. Yeah, and as Dungeon Buster says, people can look absolutely happy on the outside and be completely torn up inside, and that's true. That's so, like me ninety percent of the time. You see me at a con, honestly. I, I trust me, and I, and I kind of felt that way last year dealing with some stuff. So you know. It ain't. It, it, it's not easy, but always know that no matter what happens, no matter 
how hard of issues or whatever that you're going through, don't be afraid to ask for help. If if it's that time of the night where you know where you can't call anyone, call the friggin' operator or something like that. Tell the operator you have you need to speak to somebody to help you out. They will connect you to somebody. They'll connect you to a hotline or whatever, so you have somebody to talk to. So. All right. All right. Okay. Um, so, uh, like I said, uh, we're all, all upset that uh, he's gone, and uh, our condolences out go out to his uh, widow. Yep, and his family. Um, if you go on our, our on our um, Facebook page and uh, Facebook.com/slash Anime Jam Session, if you scroll down, there are t- there is a crowdfunding to help pay for services and help out his wife and so forth. And I think it. I think within that first few hours of it going up on Saturday, it already exceeded its um its limit. So, and I, like, yeah, yeah. And, and if you so. if you need help, um, the National Lifeline uh phone number is one eight hundred two seven three talk. Or you can go on to uh, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline dot org website. And click right away to chat to somebody. Mm-hmm. And somebody will be live chatting with you. Definitely. There are people out there that actually give a shit. Mm-hmm. Hell, even there are probably people who you don't think that don't, but, you know, they probably do, you know? Alright, um, but now to continue on, let's kind of flip things around um i just got an email back from the con chair of katori con oh what, yeah what did they say she <clears throat> listened to our podcast review and she thanks us for the feedback she says you certainly hit the nail on the head when you mentioned a disconnect with the volunteers we're getting better at volunteer training but we still have a way to go i would have to say that the toughest part of running the event is getting good volunteers involved in planning I asked some planning volunteers to listen to your review as well. KatoriCon is a great opportunity for community college students to work on a big charity fundraiser. And for the most of it, it's the first time they've done anything like this. I am relieved to hear they were able to solve solve the problems. We just got the approval to run KatoriCon again next year, so ideas and feedback are always appreciated, if sometimes hard to hear. See you next year. And we're glad that you had a good time. So that's the second con that has personally emailed us for... And thank this for our review, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and KatoriCon is definitely one that I will uh, keep going back to because they do grow and they do learn and they are always, always uh, trying to bring in the people that everybody wants to see. Mm -hmm. And it is for a good cause because they don't really have to keep that money to help out like for the convention the right. next year so most of that money goes directly to charities yep. which is awesome to register participation for this week's episode of anime jam session on vognetwork.com use the passphrase exhaust all right now let's go ahead and move on now um this interesting article the samurai editorial stirring the voice acting gumbo pot Okay, this is, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is talking about the issues with dubbing anime and so forth. 
And this is a top. Is this another battle in the dubs versus subs war? No, no. no. This the the article is actually more about how um, there are so many people out there doing dub work, but every time you watch anime, it's always the same voices. Yep. And th- this one, like, we don't have to go into the whole thing, but this one basically talks about how uh, he was watching, um, uh, what was he watching? Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. And one of the minor villain characters, it was just like this slime slug monster, um, he recognized the voice, and it's just like, it- it's just like, doesn't have a name or anything like that, and he's being voiced by Vic Magnana. So this whole article is basically saying that, um, like, you can listen to, like, if you watch with subs, because it's a different language, you have a tendency to not recognize as many voices as you might think. Even though in Japan, they do tend to overuse their voice actors. In Japan? But, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of find it a little bit hard to believe from the various um, animes I've watched. It's like, there's always different char- different voices and so forth, you know? But There are yeah. a couple of them mm-hmm. where I can watch two, three, four um, anime in a row. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the voice from Naruto. And it's like you figure you figure the voice of Naruto is this big thing in Japan, and all of a sudden they're doing little bit parts in Orin Host Club. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's a thing there too. All right, fair enough. Um, and this whole thing is basically talking about how some companies will use the same voice actors over and over and over and over again. Um, but also, I don't think the they fact... would do that as a cost-saving measure. Well, it's, it's a cost-saving measure, but also because, oh, they're popular. That mm-hmm. means if the voice actor's doing this, they'll watch this show now, because the voice actor's doing it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, w- that's what the whole thing is. And he's saying, um, uh, you know when you hear a character with a squeaky, raspy voice with a slight southern accent in a Sentai Filmworks production, it's Greg Ayers. Or when you hear a character with a soft-spoken, gentle voice in a Bang Zoom production, it's Stephanie Shea. There's just no mistake in American VAs because, to me at least, their voices are so distinct and they rarely change for better or worse. Or, um, when you hear that voice, it's like, wait, why is that person familiar? And then when you realize it's that person, you don't hear them doing the voice. You actually hear them in their normal voice doing the character. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the, the whole thing that he's going through is basically that um, they really need to... Like, he, he basically starts comparing the uh, companies to Gumbo. Mm-hmm. It's like, at the top of the Gumbo, you have the really good, um, like, big pieces of seafood. But as you deep, like, as you dig down, you're getting the chicken and the sausage and everything else that's under there. And that's just as good as everything on top. But it's not the showpiece. And that more companies need to really stir up that pot and make those smaller, lesser-named actors come up and really be part of the show. You know what? It's kind of funny. I was talking to a couple of friends of mine um, Saturday about One Piece. Now, my friend uh, Jen, she does not like the Funimation dub. We've actually had this conversation in the past. 
And now, I, I watch dub on the same amount as I watch subbed. So, the voices aren't that familiar to me because I, I listen to, you know, equal amount. And it's the whole, and I hear Funimation uses the same five voices over and over. And honestly, it's no different from when Viz started do, working, started out because they had the Ocean Group pretty much at that time. The same group was doing Ronma One Half, Mermaid Saga, One Piece Gospel. Um, they were also doing um, a couple of them were doing X Men and a few others. Everything that came out of Ocean, it was the same people over and over. I mean, uh, Beast Wars, it was the same thing. Even though what's interesting is that when you watch the credits, it's like you have all these people on it, but you still hear the same ones over and over. And I understand they put these people in because it's popular. I, Mako, you're a big Orange Host fan, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the backlash at AX when they announced the dub cast and Vic as Tamaki? Yes. Yeah. And, and as I've been saying to people, the big rumor is that Funimation's going to announce that they have the dubbing rights to Sailor Moon, and I'm calling it right now, Vic Mignogna as Mamoru Chiba. I'm calling it right now. I don't fr- think it'll happen. Oh? I Johnny Young Bosch is Mamoru Chiba. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think they're going to go with Vic because Vic does the younger guys. I can see him doing one of them. Johnny Nino. does the older guys, the can, older yeah. The teens. I guess it could be Melvin. <laughs> that would actually work, but I also see him as one of the generals. You know, if he deepens his voice, so he could sound like a he could sound like a boss. Yeah, I mean, unless you just Crispin Freeman as uh, Kunzite. Get Chris Sabat on there. The man did garter belt. Okay, white guy doing a black dude. I mean, that was epic. That was epic. But, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, we're sitting here, we're saying, oh, yeah, who's going to do this? And we're naming the big-name actors. You know, because we fell into that trap. It's the ones that we know. But there are other voice actors and actresses that are out there that can do just as good of a job. But also, it comes down to, like, money, if they're part of SAG or this or that. And I hear that Funimation is notorious for using non-union actors and sh- you know, it's But, I mean, the, the thing is, I can understand for your big roles. Mm-hmm. All right, you're a reoccurring character. We're going to give it to a big name. That I can understand. This guy is saying that even the smaller roles are going to the big name voice actors. And that's what really needs to stop. The smaller voice actors aren't getting a chance to get their name out there because all of these small roles are being given to big voices. Now, uh, and- you know, I imagine in Japan they'd probably have some veteran voice actors who'd want to see some new talent, you know, get their they get their big parts. I mean, I'm sh- it's like it's like Norio Wakamoto is going to say that this guy's not ready, you know? Mm-hmm. You are not ready. Now, something like that. As from as from one of our uh, people in the, in the dude Jack. <laughs> now, one uh, people in our chat room here, he sa- he's saying that Bang Zoom is bringing more people in and that Vic is kind of starting to go separate ways for Funimation and he's too busy working on his Star, Star Trek fan series, you know. And... Yeah, but I mean, look at with everything he's done. Mm-hmm. 
this is a brand new anime that's coming out, sort out online. It's brand new, just been dubbed, what, it's been dubbed for a year now? Mm-hmm. And he's being, he's a voice of, like, Slug 2. Yeah, there's but... no, there's no name. It's just some stupid slug that isn't even, like, the main villain of True. the series. But, and I... here it is, Vic Mignogna doing it. But you do have new people coming in doing the major parts. And also, I'm saying, it seems that Funimation is bringing in more people as well. Because I noticed when I was watching... I was watching uh, Space Dandy, and I noticed Monica Real was doing the scripts for that. And I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm impressed by that. Yeah, I just think they really need to give a chance to some of these other voice actors. And you've got somebody like um you got somebody like Kyle. Mm-hmm. Who yes, Kyle's been in a lot of stuff, but he's never actually done a main occurring role. He's always yeah. done some side character. No, he's did a main, he did one main occurring He did one main occurring role yeah. which spoiler alert died. Yeah. Well, you think so, oh, you're right because you, he got you, killed halfway, like with the, the, yeah. And yeah. then you find out that he's not he's not the main character. Mm-hmm. You were led to believe that he is the main character this through this whole thing, and then pff, dead. So yeah, I would like to see somebody like that. I would like to see, I mean, not just because they're friends, mm-hmm. but um, Michelle, who yes, she's got reoccurring roles on Pokemon all the time. Because she's Jesse, but at the same time, let's give her, you know, something substantial. I can see, believe it or not, I can see her doing Ray Hino from Sailor Moon. I could see that. I could see that too. Or or the Minako. Kind of is Minako. Either or, I think she could do. She would be good at that. I actually, I could see her as Minako because mm-hmm. she can get that kind of girly, giggly. Mm-hmm airheaded type of voice but I can see her being like the mean ass too where she's just that kind of monotone bitchiness (laughs) Mm. but what I would really like to see her as is Luna (laughs) really? because I I would like to see her as Luna because Luna goes through and does the serious and does the the joking aspect and all of that. I think that would really pull Michelle's full acting talents into it. And not for nothing, I'd like to, I would love to see Kyle Haybear as Artemis. That would be funny. That would be amusing. Yes, it would. That would be amusing. And that but way, yeah. that and, way- and, and I mean, again, these aren't. Like, it's a major role, but at the same time, it's not a major role. Mm-hmm. It's still a side role. But it, it's getting these lesser-named people up there. And, I mean, you have people that... You you know people that are just getting into the industry. Yes, I do. That would probably kill to be Slug B on Sword On Online. Now, for example, like... We're going to spin it another way. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he... Um, he was opposite of Channing Tatum in 21 Jump Street. Um, he did a role in a Martin Scorsese film. And, yeah, he's known. But the thing is, he they he wanted to be in this movie. They're like, we can only pay you this amount. He's like, I don't care. It's a Martin Scorsese film. I want that. So I can kind of understand that point, you know? Yeah. 
A lot of, a lot of yeah, actors Jonah Hill, do that. Yeah. So a lot of actors do that, you know, take pay cuts to mm-hmm. get get certain actors into the like on a production or because they want to do something else with the money or just because hey, they're doing it for a favor. Mhm. Yeah, but a lot of these actors it's like they can put on their resume, "Oh, look, I I worked under this person." True that. I mean, that's what they're going for. But, I mean, it's... It really is something to think about when you have all of these big-name voice actors and they're still getting not only the big parts, but the small parts, too. Mm -hmm. So are we done with that? Yeah, I think we've kicked the dead horse enough. Who's anything about kicking? Um, give me that stick back, please. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, sh- I knew I knew I forgot to grab a, a background track real quick. I'm going. I'm going through all of this. And I'm like, I know I'm forgetting something. I know I'm forgetting something. And lo and behold, I forgot something. <sighs> Um, is this it? Why do I have two copies of this? There we go. Alright, um, is this the track I'm looking for? For what story? Um, for Naruto. This'll do. Now, we love Naruto. But right now, the manga is going on a temporary hiatus. Um, Masashi Kishimoto, the one guy that we give so much shit for because of how the manga is turning out. This time, we're going to like stop the bitching and st- take a step back. At least we... I hope people are going to do this. Yeah, they should. Because um, after issue... After chapter 662, Masashi Kishimoto is going on break. It's coming back um, soon, but the death of his father is the reason why he's taking a break. People are hoping that his death doesn't affect the manga, and they're hoping that he'll put his feelings aside just to do this, you know? But we want to say that on behalf of Anime Jam Session... The fans and the fandom, we are our condolences and come back and finish the manga when you get the chance. No rush. I mean, I legit mean that. That's his father, so. Yeah, Ari, I think we might have to rename this to, to the death episode. Yeah, I was discussing uh, the mm. recap of the past few chapters of the manga and, uh, the friend of mine, he said that people were losing their shit at uh, Kishimoto for some of the things that have gone on, and mm-hmm. uh, we even brought up the fact that his dad died and he's taking a hiatus, and we were just going, my, my manga, you're like, you're putting my manga on home, and I'm just looking at him like, because we're both thinking the same thing here, listen to these assholes. Entitlement bitches, manga. that's what they are. You mean, exactly. to tell, you mean to tell me, you're losing your shit because there's no new manga next week because a man wants to mourn the death of his father 
mangas out in GTFO. Who the fuck are you to run your mouth like that, okay? You are in no position. Then again, the next, in the next uh, subject, we were talking about how Sasuke lunged himself Leroy Jenkins style in a battle and got ran completely through with a sword, making mm -hmm. a Sasuke kebab. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I have some very fucked up and weird conversations with my, uh, fr with my friends around here close to home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, have some fucking pa patience. The man will get the back to the manga closer to hell he wants to, yes. so just back off. Show some goddamn respect. <clears throat> yeah, his brother is a uh, manga writer, too. That's pretty cool. I guess it runs in the family. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Just nope. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Just nope. No, no, it ain't Fluttershy. It ain't Fluttershy. That is a horrible, horrible Morgan pony. Sorry. Lilith. Lilith. That's Lilith? That's Lilith. The little sister. Who wears a black and red. It's Morgan and Lilith. Oh, Lilith is the pony. Morgan is just like, what the mm. fuck? Yeah. And if you notice, uh, Morgan is holding a, P a PS3 controller. Still nope. Nope, nope, nope. No, I, I have one thing to say about that. Yes. 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 Vampire nope, nope, Fluttershy. Nope, nope. Still a more credible vampire than Edward Cullen. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> nope. No. No, no. No, sorry. I have legit pretty Morgan Pony. I don't need you crap posted, Morgan. You posted. You hmm? posted. We we posted that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't need crap Lilith Pony to go with really pretty Morgan Pony. Okay, moving right along. Sitting fancy free. As we all know, a very popular anime. Attack on Titan, even before the anime was announced, they were already talking a live-action movie. And now that that's all coming together, there was a commercial um, that promoted a brand new t car and Attack on Titan. So that was quite interesting. The Subaru Forester. And everyone's calling it Attack on Subaru. That is to say, the Subaru is getting attacked by Titans. Mm-hmm. And naturally, our photos of behind the scenes with the actresses getting into the very creepy and unsettling Titan makeup yeah. uh, floated around online. And yeah, the, the the before and after of the woman playing the female Titan. Yeah. Just, Not for look. Let me tell you, if that's the makeup for the commercial, just imagine how the for the movie. I mean, like, damn. I'm not saying. Yeah, they were saying. I'm not yeah, saying, they were. This is bad. Make them and say, "This woman looks really creepy." Uh, yeah, yeah. They were saying that um, that this is basically a first run, and he doesn't know if this is what the uh, Titans are going to look like mm -hmm. in the movie itself. But I think they said on here that it was took them five hours, seven hours to get them into costume. Mm. I have a feeling they might go CGI for the Titans. Four hours to apply the female Titans makeup. 
damn. God damn. And that was for a 30 second commercial. Worth it. Yes, it was. I also find it amusing that in this one screenshot, it's a Sony HD TV, and I think there's a little Wii U controller, uh, Wii U pad sitting right next to it. Now, here's a question. Did they play the opening theme during the commercial? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. But, um, let's see. Let me try something real quick. Um, let me pull up, let me adjust the volume settings. Okay, good. It's where it's supposed to be. Let's try this. Ah, damn it. The com- I went to click on the link. It got pulled from YouTube. Bum, bum, bum. Thank you, YouTube. Oh, I found another one. Please tell me this is it. Is there a Greek chorus singing the chorus to uh, the opening theme? Because that's, that's what, what it sounds like. That's what I'm thinking. It sounded like it, but I don't think it was. Well, it was only a 30-second commercial, yeah. so you couldn't really tell for sure. But the commercial was still cool nonetheless. And as uh, Jeff B. says, one does not simply get pulled from YouTube. <laughs> oh, shit. What? Um, I, I, yeah, I found stuff. Oh? I don't like the sound of that. Um, well, I was looking for more Morgan Pony. Mm-hmm. And oh, I found a Flutter, flutter Bat. As Morgan, mm. and now I just found Rarity as Morgan. Uh, you know, you know what to do. You delve too deeply into deviant art, haven't you? It's not deviant art. Mm-hmm. Really? Tumblr? Nope. Mm. But um, let let's well, move. Let's... I'm out of I'm out of guesses then. Well, um, let's see. Who, who, who's who's up? Who's up at bat? Um, that would be me. But I'm gonna let you take that. Mm, all right. Because it's the Ronma one half one. Yeah, I don't. Funny thing is, I don't really remember whatever music was that plays when Hapless Eye first appeared, but. Think this think this was something close. Yeah, this will work more or less. Ron Mullen has Happel's Eye voice actor Ichio Nagai passes away. He was the voice of Saze San's Namihei and Ron Mullen has Happel's Eye. He had collapsed in a Hiroshima City hotel Monday morning, but he was taken to a hospital, but he had passed away, and he was only 82. And I'm looking at the picture, I'm like, wow, he doesn't look it. 
only 82? Yeah, he... Huh. He doesn't look it. I'd say late 50s. Yeah, early 60s. He was um, at a television station nearby to, to record um, narration for a program. Uh, he finished his, his meal and stayed in the hotel. He didn't check out. They found him uh, collapsed in the bathtub, so... No word on what how no, he died. I'm going to guess heart attack or stroke. That'll be my guess too. He's done a lot of roles. Um, he's done Kanaki Gigi and several versions of Gege no Kitaro, Doctor Sakazo and Sado and Yamato, better known as Star Blazers. He was a narrator in the very first Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, Karin Sama and Suru Senin and Dragon Ball. Netero in the ongoing Hunter x Hunter anime, Cherry in Urusei Yatsura, Professor Aomori, Amamori in Queen Millennia. Wow, at Mako, you're gonna you're gonna get a kick out of this part too. Hmm. He was Dumbledore in the Japanese dub of Harry Potter. Yeah, I'd seen that. And wow, he was the Phantom Ramen Shop owner in the second episode of Space Dandy. Wow. He was also Yoda. Wow, and I've heard Hapazai's Japanese. It's just wow, and yeah. If you go down to towards the end, yeah, the cause of death was heart disease, so or coronary artery disease. So I guess we could chalk it up as a heart attack. Sorry, I'm still stuck on how they're going. How they managed to transliterate Yoda's speech in the Japanese predicate before sentence he puts. You ever you ever translate Spanish to English? It's yes. like Yoda ease if you think about it. So sometimes the Japanese language is kind of like that. So I guess it's sort of like a play on on Japanese language if you ask me. Um, and there was I I I, I shared it on my personal Facebook, but there was a fan there was art done of him with two other characters from Yamato just sitting sitting around together, and it was like. And I'm sitting there having a drink. Yeah, and I'm sitting there reading it, and I almost teared up at work because I was like, "Wow, this is." Because I mean, I know we've covered passings of various Japanese artists before, um, voice actors and actors before, but it's like the first one. It's like he passed. It's like the whole everyone just stopped. You know, it's like wow. And um, and this is like. Now, this is not the first time somebody from uh, um, a voice actor from Ron Moore have passed away. Um, I believe about three, four years back, um, Robert Smith, the dub voice of Genma, uh, passed away. So, so you have so you have two great martial artists in the sky looking down on their on their prize student Ranma. <laughs> Alright, Mako, you can go ahead and take the next one because I think this is something that's like right up your alley. Yeah, so um, a Korean girl group uh, used Sailor Moon as an inspiration for an ad for um, their campaign for an outlet called Elevenst. Mm. Basically, they took the opening theme of Sailor Moon 
and sang their ad with the theme. Um, yeah, they don't have, they didn't use magical powers or anything, but they did have um, uh, wands and they... Uh, interesting seifukus. Interesting seifukus, interesting dancing. Um, there's actually an interview where they're all sitting in their mm-hmm. outfits. But yeah, I mean, if you listen to it, they basically took the music, the opening theme, and they became, um, instead of being called Sailor Senshi, they, Sistar, uh, no, uh, yeah, Sistar became Sailor Stars, a combination of Sailor Moon and Sistar. So they actually sing about upcoming sales, coupons, and point programs while, like, that's what they're singing using that as the backdrop. You ever ever watch Roseanne? Yeah. You remember the episode where they were filming the commercial for the the diner that Roseanne worked at in the mall? Mm -hmm. And I think Darlene flipped out because the commercial ended with her smiling and she's like, I don't smile. It kind of reminded me of that. And on a side note, uh, Jeff B. had just mentioned that um, Hirotaka Suzuki, who did the voice of Tadawake Kuno, passed in 06. I totally forgot about that. Might have been like right around the time I started the podcast, so it definitely may have flown under my um, under my radar. Now, are both these YouTube videos the actual commercials for this place, or ones? Um, the first one is their commercial. Mm-hmm. Um. The second one is the full dance version, and then the third one is their interview. All right, let's run this through. Well, doesn't matter. The user pulled the commercial, the videos. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, that sucks. I know. Let's see what we can find real quick. No, uh, I... and honestly, in the third one, their uh, outfits look like a low rent Halloween costume. I it's know, a... I know. Only thing I'm finding is like the Korean dub of it. So no, that sucks. Yes, it does. Let me see if I can find it this way. Um, by the by, the group's names star. Well, I found the group, but. They're on iTunes, but I don't see. I'm not seeing anything. Let me see if I can find it under under this. Under. No, I'm finding no. I'm I'm finding Starlight Moonlight. That 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 ain't it. Come on. No. I'm not finding it. Damn. Like the last white bitch off the Titanic. (laughs) I mean, the first white bitch off the Titanic, they pulled those videos. (laughs) That was bad, and you should feel bad. I don't. I need the catharsis right about now. Fair enough. (laughs) 
maybe I get to let this next one. Sure, go for it. Yeah, because I haven't gotten any articles to read yet. Yeah. Go for <laughs> it. It's all you, man. Alright. Live action Ghost in the Shell project signs up director Rupert Sanders. Oh boy. The American film production company DreamWorks signed up Rupert Stan Rupert Sanders to direct its planned live action film adaptation of Ghost in the Shell, Cyber Police Manga. William Wheeler, hoax, the reluctant fundamentalist, has written a new script for the project. Jamie Moss, who did Street Kings and Last Man Home, was originally signed to script the film when DreamWorks announced its license in 2008. DreamWorks hired Shuttered Island uh, writer and producer Leita Calagridis, not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, to draft the film in 2009. She wrote in March 2010 that she would return in the draft in a few weeks. Calagridis also reiterated in 2010 that her script for a live-action film will be based on the original manga adaptation and not product production IG and Mamoru Oshii's animated movie adaptation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Variety reported in 2008 that Universal and Sony also negotiated for the rights with which the production IG anime studio was pitching for the manga's original publisher, Kodansha. What turned the deal-making in DreamWorks' favor was co-founder Steven Spielberg's enthusiasm for the project. The, entertainer, the entertainment trade newspaper quotes the acclaimed director and producer, Ghost in the Shell is one of my favorite stories. It's a genre that has arrived, and we enthusiastically welcome it to DreamWorks. So there's still a little bit of a hope spot here, because, you know, one of the guys who helped acquire the license is a big fan of it. That's usually, that's always a good thing if it's a big fan, because they'll, they'll keep it kind of together, but one thing I wouldn't want is, like, if it's, if it's a whole, if it's, let's say, a bunch of fans want to do the series, you know it's going to be a problem, because you have all these fans that are working together, everyone's going to have, like, their different ideas and suggestions, and it's going to, yeah. They're going to have, they're not going to be able to see, like, come to a consensus on what specifically they want to adapt, like mm -hmm. which story arc or which, you know, issue or whatnot. Pretty much, so. And really, they, 2008 they got the license and are just now doing something with it? Well, it's better to get the license and sit on it and not use it than to let someone else snatch it up. Basically, and that's what's that was actually happening for all but a lot of anime titles. They were just sitting on the titles until you know. I wonder how long they had the license for Dragon Ball when they made Dragon Ball Evolution, because they didn't have it long enough and didn't put that much work into it. Mm. <sighs> I still remember when they said airbending on screen, and every Avatar fan in the in the arena, in the theater, like, sucked in a breath of once. It sounded like steam escaping. You um, know, that kind of noise. Yeah. And yeah, it is still airing on Toonami. Thank you, Jeff B. Alright. Let's just put this in the category of wait and see, and then we'll hang them later. <laughs> it's legit. Um, hold on. 
let's go. All right, uh, Mako, you go ahead and cover the next um owl, next article because I just realized I forgot to do something. All right, all right be right back. So Sanrio has a line of Evangelion merchandise. Um, it's not crossed over with Hello Kitty. Lies, slander, etc. Um, it's, I mean, it's really, really cutesy, but it's not Hello Kitty. It's, uh, Eva, uh, Eva Micro Macro. The line was announced last year and already included smartphone cases and t-shirts that are going to be coming out in April. Um... But there's just a lot of... Uh, it's just... It's really, really cute. It's like they're all chibi Super children. Deformed. Well, yeah. They're all chibi children. And uh, they're going to have um, puzzles. And uh, they've offer, they're offering downloadable wallpapers for computers and smartphones right now. But it, it's just... It's really, 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 really adorable. It just... If this first batch of uh, merch is any indication, the only thing they're capable of saying is their own little catchphrases. Which, I mean, for now is just fine. Anatabaka! As Asuka says. The fact that the Hello Kitty Ray Ayanami one, it's like, it's on par. It just fits. It's like, it's perfect. The expression, you know? And what's uh, Shinji trying to say? I, I mustn't run away? Probably. Because that'd be hilarious if he, that's what that translated to. I don't speak Japanese, sorry. Well, probably. But also, I see what's pretty cool is that they have um, downloadable wallpapers, so I might have to add a few of those to the collection. Yeah, put the link in the chat so uh, anyone else who speaks Japanese might be able to All right. parcel well, out a little better. Oh, good. You, you beat me to it. And Auntie Mark goes, someone tell Tiffany Grant, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that ain't happening. All right, so. And you said you wanted the last one, so it's all yours. Sure, because this really piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Apparently, some like there's a reverse-bladed sword found in a Japanese warehouse somewhere. The 94 manga series Baroni Kenshin, recently revived in live-action film, features a former samurai named Himura Kenshin, who turns back on his blood-stained pants by reversing the blade on his sword so he can use it to fend off evildoers without taking their lives. The Sakabato is iconic, yet an adventure of the manga artist they will be hero what Watsuki without a basis in the real world. Until now. Mm. Last October, the Kawakami family discovered an unusual sword in their warehouse. It's short, it's twenty its total length is only twenty-eight centimeters, which is about a foot, with the blade encompassing twenty-two of these. Mm-hmm. The blade shows neither rust nor hamon, the distinctive blade pattern found on Japanese swords. It is, however, reversed. What is normally the back of the sword blade is fixed in the front flipping the blade itself onto the back. In addition, it's Nakago, the portion of the blade encased in the handle, is too short. <clears throat> For these reasons, it was not included in the official registry of Japanese swords. However, 
Shiroi, the Tokyo suburb the sword was found, is considering designating the sword a municipal cultural property, a term for objects, structures, traditions, and sites that are protected by municipalities across Japan. Mm. And I can only imagine someone pulling out the sword and going, just like uh, Kaoru said, wait, what is this, this sword? The blade's on the other side. I don't know, I, I kind of picture picking it up going, I have the power! I know. Wah, wah, wah. I know, that was just terrible. Just terrible. Yep. But still, it's the whole thing's less than a foot long, then it's not going to be very suitable as a weapon either. I mean, sure, you might be able to... Wait, the uh, the shortest one was the Tonto, right? Mm-hmm. The one that the Samurai are allowed to wear in the house? Yes. But that's still, like, longer than that. Like, things like... It was like 15, 20 inches, something like that. Maybe. Let me double check. Uh, a Japanese knife. Uh, average, oh, 5.6 uh, to 12 inches long. Okay. Mm. Got the units messed up. But, uh, yeah... I'd put that thing in the museum and say, hey, it turns out one of these reverse blade swords is real after all. <laughs> so, yeah, good for these people. Works for me. <clears throat> Even better if it's only one of a kind. Well, that'll be going to Sotheby's. <laughs> Now, one thing that bothered me, what do they mean about a registry for swords or whatever? Let's see if I can bring it back up. Probably because the type of the weapon that it is or something like that? No, at one point, you weren't allowed to wear swords anymore. Mm -hmm. Like now, you couldn't walk down, uh, walk down a Dap Japanese street and just have a sword strapped to you. If it's considered a weapon, you can't really do that. But Kenshin's sword because it was the the blade was reversed it wasn't really considered a weapon even though it was a full-length sword i mean here it says uh not including the official registry of japanese swords like maybe like a registry of like historical blades or something like that you know that's what i'm guessing yeah mm -hmm. so yeah that's really cool of them, for, of them to have. <laughs> uh, was that the last thing we had today? Yeah, then we have um, Japanese news. and Oh, uh, yes, of course. I'm because... going to go ahead and cue that up. And I had to stop because I forgot to bring the Skype line on. Because uh, these are always so much fun. Yeah. Our Skype line is now open, so if you want to talk, if you want to call and talk about Anything we discussed on the show, bring something to the table or whatever, Skype us at Anime Jam Session. Just be patient, because I got two screens going, so I may not get to you right away. So, who wants to go first? I'll take the first one. Go for it. So, one of the odd problems that uh, the Japanese have is throwing away large objects. 
for some reason, uh, the middle-class society has a dislike of used goods. Mm -hmm. So even though you might have, say, a bike that works perfectly fine, if you get a new bike, nobody's going to want your old one. Um, and then to pass it off to trash collectors and things like that, it's more money. So a lot of people will just, like abandon their bikes in mm -hmm. back alleys and parking lots and things like that. Right. Um, well, apparently a lot of people have been using the lake in one of Tokyo's parks. Ugh. Really? Um, it's uh, located in one of the suburbs. Uh, it's in Okashira Park. Uh, it's got a shrine, a small zoo, restaurants, and it's one of the capital's prime cherry blossom viewing spots. The main attraction, though, is their pond, which visitors flock to despite the persistent rumor that any couple going for a ride in one of the rental rail or paddle boats is doomed to break up. Mm. That's I, pleasant. They actually did that, that in, in the one that Ron will have OVAs. Yeah, so um, because it's also part and around the entertainment district, there's also a lot of drinking and various things. They were, um, starting January 8, 18th, they began draining the pond as part of an effort to remove harmful non-native fish, such as bluegill, that basically people had been throwing in there. Um, after three days of draining the pond, the waterline had receded enough that they found, um, they started to find and uncover, uh, basically a bunch of garbage. Mm -hmm. And in just three days, they found dozens of discarded bicycles. In a single day, more than 50 twisted, rusted, abandoned bicycles were pulled from the pond. And they're estimating that the lake could conceal another, uh, 150 of them. Seriously? And the problem is, is now the park officials and everybody that's been, like, doing this to make it pretty have to spend the extra money on discarding these bicycles. Again, seriously? And this oh, is fuck. all because the Japanese middle class feel that um, used goods like that are bad and they don't want to they don't want to have the stigma themselves of I guess being too poor to not be able to afford a new bicycle or something of that type they also said that they found um, a mid-sized motorcycle and a scooter what? mhm Yeah. The fuck my, is wrong with these people? My issue is here, if you have extra metal, you can bring that someplace and get money for it. Why mm -hmm. don't they have someplace like that in Japan? I know, because given the, like, the, the, the lack of space that they have, you know, you should be able to recycle it and shit, like, instead of just tossing it. Not to mention, a second-hand bike can get you, like, 50, 100 bucks, depending on how good a shape it's in. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's just it. Nobody wants the secondhand bikes. Nobody's going to buy a secondhand bike. Well, you need to get an American company in there to take that shit and take and get and get it done. You know. Does this go Wait. along with the whole like using secondhand goods as a getting assistance from other people that you're not supposed to do? Well, no. The whole thing is it's mainly the middle class. Because if you're seen using used goods, it, it it they have this thing that it makes them look poor, and they don't want to look poor. So it's a status thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. but at the same the time, the rubber on those bikes can be used and reused. The metal on those bikes can be used and reused. Why aren't these people trying to get some sort of money from some sort of recycling area? Or at least, I mean, if they're not even looking to get money for it, if they're just going to toss it, give it to a recycling center. I guess it's the aspect of the views of, like, you know, what, we're middle class. We don't have to do this. We're not poor. Just get rid of it, you know? That's wasteful, though. Well, yeah. And, I mean, I understand that it might be part of the middle class that they don't want to see, like, they don't want to be using um, used goods. But at the same time, I bet you some poor family or even, like, an orphanage or something like that would love these bikes. Let's move on. Um, I will take the next one. By all means. Mm -hmm. New NHK heads comfort women remark stirs controversy. Here we go again. The newly appointed head of Japan's public broadcast and NHK has stirred controversy by saying the system of forcibly drafting women into military brothels during World War II was common in any country at war. Bullshit. Why would you say that? I mean, really, why would you say that? Katsoto Momi's comment on Saturday revived a controversy when popular Osaka mayor Toru Hashimoto prompted a global outrage last year by suggesting that the so-called comfort women served as a necessary, necessary role by keeping battle-stressed soldiers in check. Oh, come on, people. Up to 200,000 women from Korea, China, and the Philippines, and elsewhere were forced into brothels carried to Japanese military and territories occupied by the country during the Second World War according to many mainstream historians. The military brothel system was common in any country at war, Momiji first told his news conference at NHK chairman on Saturday. Can we say there were none in Germany or France? It was everywhere in Europe. Yeah, it was everywhere in Europe, but no one had, nobody said shit about it, you know? Nobody said for you to open your goddamn mouth, man. Damn. <sighs> Nothing that this was his personal... No, this is his personal view. Momi said that the comfort women issue has been complicated because South Korea says Japan was the only country that forcibly recruited women. The politically charged issue of comfort women has stoked regional tensions with South Korea and China, insisting that Japan must face up to its World War II-era sexual enslavement of women across occupied Asia. In a landmark 1993 statement, then-Chief-Japanese uh, government spoke, spokesman Yohei Kono apologized to former comfort women and acknowledged Japan's role in causing their suffering. With the remarks in 2007 that triggered a region-wide uproar, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe 
who also served as a premier then, said that there were no evidence that Japan directly forced women to work as sex slaves. Momi, 70, who has previously served as the vice chairman of the trading house Mitsui, is rumored to have been Abe's preferred choice as NAK chairman, Kyoto News Agency said. Just because other people were doing it and knowing how bad it was and decided not to say anything, you sh maybe you shouldn't have said anything either because they know what was going to happen if they said something about it. It's like the old saying, don't tell anyone or else you'll get in trouble. Somebody got in trouble. And Dungeon Buster says, please tell me they did not say that. Fine, I won't tell you that they said that they did not say that. And it happened, but we won't tell you about mm -hmm. it. Follow it up with, then again, there are people in Japan who still deny the rape of Nanking ever happened. Let's not even go there. <sighs> go ahead, take the last one. Kill us Goody. already. Go ahead and kill us already. I think we're almost dead. Uh, let's see. Woman arrested after sending threatening messages to her former lover's friend. Police in Saitama said Thursday they have arrested a woman in her 50s for sending threatening messages to her former lover's female friend, who she blamed for the breakup after a seven-year relationship. According to police, the woman identified as Takako Sakamaki sent malicious messages to her ex-lover's female friend, writing Shine, or Die, between September and October of last year. Police say that Sakamaki sent over 21 threatening messages in one month, which led to her eventual arrest on stalker charges. Is this like the third or fourth time we've covered an article like this? But this, this is yeah. obviously one of the most benign one of these, because, I mean, 21 times in a month, that's less than one a day. I, I've heard worse. But before yeah, we, we both heard... We've covered worse. Yes, and before we continue, we have a call on the Skype line. Welcome, thanks for calling in the Anime Jam Session. Who do we have the honor of speaking with? Hey, this is Zach Def. Hey, dude, what's going on, brother? Hello. Well, not not that much. Uh, work and and some gaming, but I, I, I did attend a, a festival oh, yeah? on Saturday. Oh, tell us about it. Yeah, it's it was called Ungaku Fest. Yeah. And it was a, a pretty cool festival or convention, if you can call it that. Uh, a small one, rather, but it's still pretty... Uh, I had a pretty fun time there. That's good. And as we've said before, we've attended events and festivals, but people still call it a con because of all the elements that are there. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I, was, I saw a, a, a ton of cosplay. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty good, though. Uh, two in particular that really caught my attention. Yeah. And 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 not anime related also. So it was like pretty random. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm gonna ask you first. Are you familiar with SpongeBob and and some of the uh, characters or some of the stuff that has happened in in the series? Something along those lines. And I think I know where you're going with this because that's starting to get popular here. People are cosplaying from non-anime series and doing memes and other stuff so yeah well uh the first uh cosplay i i that caught my attention and and they said it like this to other friends that were there uh it was the most stupid yet most hilarious uh cosplay i ever seen mm -hmm. it's the uh it's from an episode or one of the early ones it's uh the floating uh shopping list 
a floating shopping list. Just wow. a piece of paper that randomly floats by. Yeah, and on the front, uh, in the front, it has a shopping list, and at the, on the back, it has like a ghost uh, drawing, like a Pac-Man one. And it was like, what? A lot of people were really fascinated with that cosplay. Uh, a lot of people were taking pictures. Uh, a lot of pictures with uh, with it. And in the second one I saw, and it's also SpongeBob related, though it, this is more famous, I think. Mm -hmm. it, it was Doodle Bob from a, uh, from an episode that they uh, where SpongeBob uh, gets uh, a magic pencil and starts drawing. He draws a uh, uh, himself really badly, and and that's that was the cosplay Doodle Bob. So yeah. Wow. And, th and that was also one of the other cosplays that really caught uh, a lot of people's attention and, and was pretty popular there. But like I said, there were there were uh, a lot of cosplayers, and I, I, w I was really surprised because I didn't know that that many people liked doing that uh, cosplay here. Mm. Well, I mean... Everybody cosplays and does this and does that, so it's gotten to po to the point where nowadays, if you're doing non-anime cosplay, a lot of people are going to walk up to you like, can I take your picture, because it's something that nobody has ever seen before, so. Yeah, so, that that was something I was talking with uh, with friends that on the on the festival or the convention, mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's something that you don't see uh, in a lot of conventions, because most uh, the most popular here are probably, and most recently, Attack on Titan, uh, a lot of uh, uh, video game cosplayers too. I, mm. I saw an Amaterasu from Akami. Uh, Amaterasu. I said ooh, not who. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I saw a Luigi. Uh, uh, I yeah, Luigi. <laughs> uh, I think it was a cross-dressing Peach. Not the first time I've seen that. Yeah, it was. Was uh, he like a pretty boy good, or a kind of like manly kind It looked pretty good. And, and a lot of and a lot of other uh, characters from a, a lot other anime, even obscure ones. <laughs> now, now the peach was it a trap? Yeah, it was a trap, uh, or uh, or at least I think so because it it seriously looks like a dude. Well, there you go, Ari. Most likely, it was a trap. I meant was was it like a like pretty looking guy, or was it like like a like a like a dude like someone like my size dressing up as Peach, kind of. Night, yeah, I think like that seriously because uh, I didn't see the the cosplay uh, uh, in front of me. Like mm -hmm. I, I saw it on the stage, and I didn't see his uh, see uh, his or her face until I saw pictures on Facebook from uh, from the uh, from the official page. Mm -hmm. And it seriously looks like a dude. Maybe it isn't. I don't know, but but it seriously looks like it. And and especially because uh, the person doing the cosplay didn't want to talk. Uh, and when, while doing the uh, the catwalk, yeah, yeah. So it it may be it may be a guy. So I I will send you the pictures later. All right, and, cool. And let you judge for yourself. Hey, no problem. You send us pictures, we'll gladly post them. Let other people check them out too. Yeah, and 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 other than that, it was a uh, like I said a small convention, but it was a fun one. It, it had they had a. A small game room. They had a lot of fighting games, uh, really popular ones like uh, Schoolgirls, 
uh, Street Fighter, Soul Calibur, Blaze Blue, mm. uh, uh, also Kingdom Fighters, uh, obviously. Uh, they also they, something that also caught my attention is that they had a, a Just Dance tournament. It's really getting popular. Uh, it really surprised me. Yeah, and, right? and also a lot of people playing uh, Pokemon and Mario Kart. I uh, I even hosted a, a Mario Kart lobby. <laughs> That's there. cool. A, a Mario Kart lobby. I would uh, say that was cool. Yeah, and, and we had a lot of fun. So yeah, it was like I said, a pretty fun convention. Even though it was a small one, uh, hopefully next year it will be a little bit bigger. But yeah, it, uh, I will. I probably attend next year if All possible. Right. Cool. So, do you have anything else for us tonight, bro? Uh, no, that pretty much, uh, pretty much it. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks for calling in. Looking forward to hearing from you again, bro. Yeah. See ya. All right. Take care, bro. Me. All right. Bye. See you later, man. See ya. All right, and we're gonna go ahead and close out the Skype line because we're running late yet again. But of all the stuff that we talked about, and it's for for good reason too. So. Let's go ahead, play our last set of tra last set of music, and let's um get up on that and start wrapping things up. Okay. Sounds good yeah. to me. All right. Sorry, I, I got distracted by all the ponies. Oh lord, are you gonna be sharing in the private chat? Possibly. Yeah. Um, I found a whole bunch of um. Uh. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh boy. Artistic. Ponies. I don't like the sound of that. Next thing you know, you're gonna tell us that you found uh, Peanuts characters done in the style of My Little Pony. That I haven't found, but I did find Beetlejuice and Lydia. Just say the B word. Yeah. So okay. I'm gonna go back to that, right. and you play music. We'll do. We'll be back.
You know, Mako Chan, I am this close to revoking your internet privileges with half those MLP photos, okay? My Google Foo is strong. Yes, but it needs to be sharpened. What? I liked a lot of those. Well, Just because you don't like them doesn't mean Jack. Uh, some of them were hit or miss, though. A couple. No, I I like the theme. Alright, yeah. I mean, I guess I was looking at it from, a, from an art point of view, and we all remember the last time I mentioned art, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was special. Yeah, but the Flutter J and Silent Angel was my favorite. Yeah, that, that was, one was my... really, really awesome. Yes, it was. Oh, Nemesis 47 wants to know, have you ever tried bacon sushi? Or would they I've be never too- put bacon on sushi. I don't you ra- see you wrap why... it up in, in uh, bacon instead of seaweed. Hmm. Well, yeah. I don't see why that would be odd, but if I'm going to have sushi and I'm going to pay the money for sushi, I'm going to have it prepared for me. Yeah. And not saying, hey, can you put bacon on that for me? And Nemesis 47 acts is, um... No, he says, the game he reckons for 3DS is Project Cross Zone. Strategy RPG with fighting style a la Xenogears. I loved that. Um, Great game. See, I didn't know the fighting style came from Xenogears because I've never played it. So, But if there were more strategy RPGs that are like that, then hell yeah, I would... Um, hell yeah, I would... Um, I'd watch it. So, So, yeah. Nemesis forty seven um, wants to know if there's any recommendations for 3ds games for me. Well, besides right now, Metal Gear Solid, right now I'm just getting Pokemon and um, Mario Kart. No, I'm not getting Mario Kart because you know I'm gonna Zelda. kick your Animal Cause, Crossing because you know I'm gonna kick your ass. I as much as like I've gotten uh, I've gotten Mario Kart for all this stuff. I'm not big into racing games. So yeah, I'm that... not going to um, get that, but. I am into Pokemon, and I have all the other Pokemon, so I'm going to get the new Pokemon, and I'm going to get Animal Crossing because I'm an Animal Crossing junkie, and I'm looking into the 3DSs that actually come with the game. There's uh, the Mario and Luigi one that uh, Best Buy has on sale for $10 cheaper than it would be to just get the system by itself. Is it a regular or XL? Uh, XL, I believe. Okay. It's just, it happens to be on sale. Cool. So, depending on when I get my money and all of that will depend on where I'm buying from and when I'm buying and if sales are going on. If there's no sales going on, I will probably just be getting the 3DS with the two games. If there's still sales going on, I will get the special 3DS and two games as well. That's cool. It still says you get Link Between Worlds and Project Cross Zone as well. Well, she's not really into Project Cross Zone, though. So that's why, no, you know. I I mean, it it all depends on what I can find. I I mean, I have... This is the only thing I'm really splurging on for... With my taxes. Well, I would recommend... But I don't want to go absolutely apeshit either. You're getting the... You said you're getting XL, correct? Yeah, it's the yeah, um, 3DS XL with Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Yeah. I would recommend go ahead and ordering like the case and the uh, protection right now so you have it. I don't have money right now. Oh, you know, when, you know. 
I think if it's pretty cheap, I'll go ahead and order it and just have it sitting here when you get here and you just give me the money for it. That is fine. Mm-hmm. But get a clear case. As, of course. That's, that's what's on mine. Yeah. Because if this thing goes, like if this, oh, it's on clearance. That's why it's on sale. Mm. That's weird. Well, maybe it's, it... got, it's silver with uh, Mario and Luigi on it. Hmm. Eh, maybe they're trying to make room for other products coming in. It happens, but um, if you if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're free, independent uh, podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. It's what we do, and it's what we like to do best. Um, if you have any issues, complaints grievances, issues, anything along those lines, just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. People have before, and they, and they told us what they thought of, of their um of our reviews of the conventions, and they liked it. So, it's podcast at animejamsession.com. Definitely check out the website at animejamsession.com. Um, the MAGFest um, article is up. It should have been up earlier, but Something Switching happened with the Matrix. Yeah, it was a glitch, so we had to send it back out there. So everything is back up and running now the way it should be. Um, we got more stuff coming down the pipe, so just stay tuned for that. We have another um, article coming up. Um, definitely, if you have issues accessing our site for any reason whatsoever, you can find us our podcasts on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. Um, if you, please leave us five star reviews on TuneIn Radio and Stitcher. I'll I'll be checking them shortly. But if you did, we'll gladly we will read them on the air because that's what we do. Because we like to because we like to do that type of stuff. So definitely check us out at YouTube YouTube.com/slash Anime Jam Session TV. Um, I will try to get more convention videos up tomorrow. And now that my machine's back up and running, I can go back and edit and get the stuff done. Which I'm kind of looking forward to. If you want, you can follow us individually on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com uh, slash DJ Rondo S, RE22682, and Jupe Luna. That's where you can find us, our videos, videos that we upload, and stuff that we that we will, that we like and favorite, so you can check out as well. Twitter, Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Um, anytime articles go up, videos, YouTube stuff, conventions that we're going to, Definitely follow us on it, on that. You'll be the first one before anybody else if you follow that. Um, follow us individually on Twitter. Uh, I'm at DJ Ron Mess. Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako is at Joe Videa. And then there is Facebook. Um, Facebook.com/slash Anime Jam Session. We are at 2,658 um, hits and likes. All I gotta say is thank you. As long as you continue to like the page, like the photos, like the videos, and all that good stuff. We'll continue to keep adding them. Just saying thanks for the support, and we'll just keep going, you know? Uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, you can follow us individually on Facebook. I am at I am DJ Ramez. Mako is at Makoto Makochankino, and Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. Evidently, Ari's the only one that has the most sensible uh, Facebook fan page around here, but shit happens. Sorry, I couldn't use Mako-chan. It was already used. Yeah, and I had to move things around for, for issues, so yeah. And like yeah, I lucky. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're on the VOG Network twice a week, live on Tuesdays, encores on Thursdays. 
but it's Vogue, Voice of Geeks. We're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. If you like British programming, American television, books, music, pop culture, Doctor Who, Sherlock, all that cool stuff. We have four separate podcasts just for you that covers the entire um, gamut. Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, uh, not pop, Pod Culture, and Under Sedation Live. If you like what we do on Tuesday nights, you should hear our homegirls, Panda and Ninja Sister at Electric Sisterhood. They're on at 8 o'clock before us. They're like a more of a female perspective of what we do. In other words, it's more... It's, it's like, what if Mako-chan had backup? <laughs> they're on at 8, so when they're done, you listen to our pre-show, and then join us live at 9.30 or 9.35, around that time. If you like MMOs and Warcraft, you should check out WoW Wednesdays, with Girls Gone WoW at 12, followed by Hordehouse at 10. Hordehouse is not just WoW, it's WoW, FF14, other MMOs as well. So definitely check that out. And then... Sunday nights, all starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's the Power Block. It's the cornerstone programming of the Vogue Network. Kicking it off with the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 o'clock, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. It's video game talk, chat, advice, independent gaming, the whole nine yards. It's these two shows where you, the gamer, has a voice and say as to what's going on. Alright, so, last words, people, starting with Ari. On a lighter note, I did get pick up Dragon Ball Z Battle of Z today with my paycheck. Hmm. Only played through a handful of missions so far, but it's pretty fun altogether. That's good. Alright. Um, Makuchan? Amazon has Pokemon cheaper than Best Buy does. Price match in store. Yep. My last words, um, <clears throat> um, my voice is starting to go for some odd reason, so I need some more tea, and I need to catch it with television. Um, That's what I'm doing Sunday. Better you than me, I suppose. Yeah, so. I've got off on Sunday, so instead of watching Super Bowl, I'm going to watch Puppy Bowl, and then catch up on my TV. I haven't decided what I'm doing. I'm trying to see if I'm going, I'm probably going to go to the Super Bowl party. So, I don't have to work Saturday, so I'm making. Pl- I'm trying to make plans with a friend to hang out and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. All right. So we'll be here uh, next week, and then yeah, we'll be definitely be here next week. We have we won't we no reason for us not to be. Oh, um, Ari, did you get your your ticket for the Katsukon pre party? I believe I did. Which one is it? Because I saw a couple of them. The one around. that Sonic Boombox is hosting with Animia and Gertaisk. <clears throat> I believe I did. Let me double check. Yeah, because the ticket. Yeah, the ticket is sitting in my inbox, so I'm good. It was like only ten bucks. Uh, wait, cancel gun kickoff party. Yeah. I think I might have ordered it a while ago, and I didn't. Uh, if you use Eventbrite, just log in with the app and, it'll, and the ticket will pop up in the app. Okay, I will. Yeah, yeah, because I want to see if I can talk to them and see if we can interview on um, the, the people that are hosting the the, the the party, so that would be pretty cool. So. Yeah, Castle Kind Kickoff Party hosted by Anime. Yep, that's it. Alright, mm-hmm. it says current orders. Sweet. So, 
to quote Dennis Leary, that is it. End the fucking list. All right. <laughs> we are out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Nah, this week has been a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VODNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane.